Joe Banks, 82 years young, has come to this pond every day for the past 17 years to feed the ducks. But last month, Joe made a discovery. The ducks were gone. Some say the ducks went to Canada. Others say Toronto. And some people think that Joe used to sit down there near those ducks. But it could be that there's just no room in this modern world for an old man and his ducks. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Very heartfelt. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, very heart. We so rarely do a Bart quote. That's true. And yet, there There, it is. There it is. This time we did it. Yeah. And he's like, it's it's interesting because Nancy Nancy Cartwright is basically doing her, like, is basically imitating kent brockman like because like bart is imitating kent brockman and and nancy's like i think she does a really good job yeah with like putting on this uh cheap facade of a news anchor person but we'll get there in just a second my name is greg my name is alan and this is two bad neighbors your encyclopedic compendium for all things simpson seasons one through ten correct and uh we're talking about the news today the news, kids news. Kids news. With a Z. With a Z. Sorry. Thank you. I'm in Toronto. <laughs> perhaps uh, Canada. <laughs> perhaps Toronto. <Some> Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> a little joke there because uh, for our listeners. Few people know this. Toronto is in Canada. Accurate. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I actually did read a, on the like. Uh, Simpsons archive that I usually go through sure. with uh, which has a lot of like notes and things that help me do my job here. Um, there was one that's like for those that didn't get the joke, Toronto is in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's funny that there theoretically was people out there who had no idea what that that was a joke even. Well, it's hard for them to even locate Canada on the map, all mm, tucked, tucked away, away down, down there. there. So, I mean. At the, at the time of the episode's airing, I, I suppose. Yeah. America's hat. Yeah. That's all you need to remember for our American listeners is Canada. We are your hat. <laughs> That's right. And what a hat. What a hat. Some might say that the hat is a little too big to be a hat. Some people say the hat is possibly better than the person wearing it. <laughs> Some might. Some might. We People don't. People say that to me all the time when I wear hats. <laughs> you wear great hats, though. Thanks. That might be on you. <laughs> Getting such cool hats, Alan. Yeah. So. They're if, overshadowing you. Yeah, if you want. Literally, with the brim. Mm-hmm. Casting a shadow on your face. I get it. Yep. You get it? That's the joke. I'll get you <laughs> the widest brimmed hat for Christmas. Oh, oh thank you. Yeah. Strange, strange gift. Uh, welcome, everyone. We are here once again talking to Simpsons. Them. Well, I mean, you didn't say what the show was called. I did. I don't think you did. Rewind the tape. Okay. Two welcome bad to Two Bad Neighbors. <laughs> no, you just said my name is Greg. Did I? Yeah. Oh. That was your first thing. Well. No? He's right? Mm-hmm. Our oh. silent guest is saying he's right. Awesome. I'm never I'm going right. to listen to this again, ne- like, immediately. I and hope then you if, do. And if I'm right, both of you are getting letters. <laughs> It's like I have a mic in front of my face, but I'm giving like thumbs yeah. up across the room instead of talking. And it's like, well, here's this random you could person. Just, you could just speak. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. We um, is a random person. We don't know them. We don't require uh, you to not speak. You can speak. I'm as just a moderator. <laughs> All right. So thank you, um, thank you, Mr. Wallace. <laughs> 
Sorry, that's too fresh. Is that uh, is that some politics? That is humor? some political humor for there for you. Uh, nice. Yeah, um, that joke would be fine on SNL because <laughs> who gives cowards. a shit? <laughs> and they're cowards. <laughs> Jumping uh, off we have a new guest here today, uh, our friend and yours, Jennifer Fedorowicz. She is a friend of mine from a long time ago. Uh, Greg? Huh? New friend. Did you just meet her? This is the <laughs> second time we've been in the same room together, maybe fun. third. Yeah. James's wedding. I'd, I'd James's say wedding. Alan Fest. So that's two. Alan Fest, that's right. Alan Fest? <laughs> My birthday. When was that? <laughs> This past one? Yeah. Same day the, it is every year, it Greg. Was the COVID birthday. Were the you, COVID? You were there? <laughs> I was like hanging out by the garbage cans, petting That's the true. dogs. Oh, yeah. right on, right yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. You were playing music. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I was being an annoying guy. That's great. Okay. No, you, cool. it was great. I liked I liked that you played music. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Um Okay, that's two. <laughs> There's got to be more. This is the third, then, right? I guess. This is yeah. yeah. This is at least number three. <laughs> okay. But it's like I knew of Greg. Of course, we blogged for the same website for That's a, a <laughs> moment and oh, yeah. never met. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which well, I go. still I sometimes go back and look at how awful my writing was. Oh then. yeah. You still have yours saved, or yeah. is it still no, saved? No, I'm somewhere? a pack rat, man. Hey, I'm wearing <laughs> shirts that are like 15 years old. Of course, I have old writing saved, right. like folders within folders. Yeah, I, so. I wish I had saved my writing. Is what I'm saying? Because like I, I just assumed when I made that website, this will be up forever. It's right. the internet. Sure, yeah. it's and then like the, you know, the domain is like you, you, you can't have this anymore. It's all de- being deleted. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Which makes a lot of sense, and I'm very glad because, as you said, you you're not too enthused about your writing, and I wish I never wrote. <laughs> and anything. I remember your article. Don't. <laughs> please don't. The movies no, that you please no, don't. Please don't. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the most embarrassing oh, yeah. one. But I don't remember any of the movies. I just remember. It was a spe- it was okay. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> it was it was specifically an Movies article about that, that make m- men, men cry. cry. Yeah, sure. it was a it was very toxic in <laughs> in in its point of view and very gendered and very like uh, all those to be things. Fair, Greg was fourteen years old. <laughs> to be fair, I was in university, <laughs> and you know. I was 62. <laughs> Alan was already retired and collecting a pension. So I don't know why he was hanging out with me. It was a real Doc and Marty thing. Uh, hey, man. I, I'm just an eccentric old man. You're the weird kid who keeps coming to my house. It's true. Playing the with thing my, is, my I'm very okay in social situations. I have friends. People like me. But my best friend is an eccentric old man. That's true. <laughs> Who I wrote for his website. <laughs> and uh, now we have a podcast. Yeah. And uh, one of them, like, I remember only a few. I know I put Saving Private Ryan on there. Sure. Um, which is like, it's kind of like a generational. Was Brian's song on there? No, because I'd never seen Brian's song. You know? I haven't seen it either. I, I just know that, that it was like one I, I would read in like shitty forums where yeah. 
Like the same kind of thing would be like, listen, if you're a man and you cry in any movie, you're a pussy. Unless it's Brian's song, yeah. we can all agree that Brian's song is very sad. Exactly right. Because it's about Brian's football. Song is. I, it's a it's a football movie, right? Oh, and like the thing yeah. is, I put Friday Night Lights on there. Oh yeah. Right. Um, it's just no judgment for me. I cry like ten times a day. Well, the so. right. the, the, the point. Pro- the problem wasn't if he had said ten movies that make me me cry. cry. Right. It's the men, but it's part. it's, it's saying it. like, listen, <laughs> we men all agree. Yeah, <laughs> I had to drop all it took to make that article fine <laughs> was get rid of a letter. It was like a decade ago. We were young. Oh yeah, no. yeah. I we, wrote, we all know that we we all had horrible problems with our personalities and yeah. beliefs. I wrote all the Oscar when we were reviews. Young. Talked right. about how much I wanted to have sex with Josh Brolin <laughs> at one point when Milk came out, which is not a sexy Weird. character. Wait, in Milk. Yeah, Josh Brolin he, in Milk? Yeah, yeah that's just a I haven't seen that one. No, I'm just I'm just wondering that like oh, that's the one alert. that he plays yeah. the guy that kills Harvey Milk. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Not attractive in that movie. <laughs> no. But when he like came back and it was like the Josh Brolin yeah. resurgence and it was like because what year was that? He can get it. Uh, it must have been. Yeah, it was the same it was year right, as was, the wrestler because Sean yeah, Penn it for sure. was, stole yes. it from Mickey Rourke because I picked Mickey Rourke to win. I think I think most critics did. Yeah. And I, too, am a high-profile critic. Um, yeah. Spotless Minds, we right? Know. Yeah. Oscars, you know. Um, yeah, because 2007 was No Country, so yeah. Josh Brolin was definitely, yeah. I mean, at least we had oh, fun yeah. doing it. Oh, you know? yeah. We had, we had fun. I don't uh, know if you had fun. It was a job I, for me. Had, so. yeah, right, sure, <laughs> <was fun>. sure. <laughs> you got paid? Yeah, no, there was plenty of ad revenue that I didn't share with any of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I'm fair. I would have done the same. Uh, sure. On my WordPress website. On your WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> Proudly oh presented God. by WordPress. <laughs> Very good. Weirdly, I was advertising for Squarespace on <laughs> on WordPress. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. Um, Jen, to welcome advertise. to the show. Thanks yeah. for having me. Uh, we like to do a little segment with our first-time guests called What's Your Story? It's been a while. Oh, man. And what that means is specifically, what's your story in relation to The Simpsons? So, you know. What's how? How did you consume it when you were younger, if at all? Uh, do you have a favorite episode? Do you recall? Like, what's your just? What's your story? Why are you here? <laughs> who do you who do you think you who are? Who do you think you are? <laughs> so it's funny because I had mentioned to my mother that mm. I was coming on this podcast. Oh, cool! She's, oh, like, she's a she's an avid listener. You know, she's not. <laughs> And then she was like, well, what is it? And I said, it's a Simpsons re- like a rewatch podcast. And she was like, well, I never let you watch <laughs> The Simpsons. And I was like, well, I remember this episode viscerally. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, but dad did. She's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, obviously dad was going to let us watch it. So I remember, and Alan and I have had this conversation, that I remember him sitting me down and he's like, I'll let you watch The Simpsons, but you're not allowed to repeat anything you hear. From this show. And the first episode I watched was when he cut off the head of the statue of Jedediah Springfield. And oh. didn't you say that's episode one? It's it's an, in, it's in season? season one. Yeah. yeah it's the telltale head. And yeah. that's season one. Yeah. Uh, that's Jebediah, by the way. Jebediah. Yeah, not Jebediah. Clearly not a huge Simpsons <laughs> fan. I It's it's not me trying to call you out. It's because we it's are funny. an encyclopedic companion of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure our listeners know that we know it. Mm-hmm. Good. So they don't send us, you know, angry letters. I get it. Yeah. Correct me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I remember watching it and every Sunday there was a there was a point when we would gather 
when I was old enough to watch it. I right. don't know. And there are episodes that still make me laugh. I'm. So you said think. Sunday. Was it not on Sunday? No, no, it was. It totally was. Which means you were watching it as it aired? Oh, yeah, for sure. Holy shit. That's, that's like TGIF <laughs> Sunday night. Yeah. Like I used to watch TV like yeah. as it aired. And there is like just severe OCD here that I used to tape, cut out commercials, and then rewatch. Right. So I've got a whole like buttload of VHSs. Sure. Of, like especially there was an episode of Tony Hawk when he was on The Simpsons and I went through like a Tony Hawk phase even yeah. though I like broke my tailbone on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah, that one is episode 300. It also features Blink-182. It does! Because yeah. he calls him Brett. That episode weirdly comes up a lot on this podcast. Does I really? wonder why. Because <laughs> Greg really likes Blink-182. Uh, love sure. Blink-182. Um, <laughs> sure. I have a guitar that looks uh, exactly like Tom DeLong's Strat. Sure. Nice. Except for the color. Did you tell him? Did I tell Tom? Yeah. I just did. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a listener. Yeah. <laughs> Love to have you on, Tom. Uh, um, this I, I make sure that this podcast gets bounced out into space mm, and then and back so yeah. that he's listening to it. Because he likes aliens. aliens yeah. yeah. Aliens exist. Angels and airwaves. Airwaves, man. <laughs> so I guess that's my deal. I don't know. Yeah. Does that answer your question? It does. Uh, I'm trying do to you, think. Do of you like... have a favorite episode? Like, is there one that sticks on your brain is one you really, really like or... Um, I think, I can't think of an episode, probably a lot of the, um, little Treehouse of horrors ones pop out, like when the pigeon rat, (laughs) um, the evil twin. Yeah. The thing and I, Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. There's, so maybe not one episode. (laughs) We certainly quote it a lot in the house. Yeah. Um, and there's ones that stick out, like come along Bort. (laughs) Like, so I don't know. I can't, I don't know if. There's a lot of episodes that stick out. There's yeah. just little bits and pieces. Because you don't, like, uh, my understanding is you, you've not really rewatched them often. No. And yeah. when we had had that discussion that David and I, my husband, tried to watch, like, a newer episode, it, like, hurt my heart yeah, a little it's, bit. It's very it was hard to watch sometimes. It wasn't very good. And then I had thought I watched a new episode, but then when we looked back and looked, online it was like from season 12 so it was not nearly as new as i thought it was yeah that's yeah that's the thing now like seasons one through 15 are considered old uh i mean really season i guess you could argue like seasons one through 25 at this point but you know you know that's wild there's the early half now and the like the later half because it's in season 31 i want to say just just start season 32 Mm -hmm. (sighs) oh boy yeah like this one came this episode we're about to talk about it was 1998 like yeah i was yeah. 11 or 12 i was 60 yeah yeah what you weren't 60 no he was 60 oh, he was 60 yeah. oh yeah he was um yeah. where you were you were working at like a newspaper at the time right yeah it was a newsie yeah <laughs> i was a 60 year old newsie yeah. for some reason they didn't have work for me. Like, I don't know. Go sell papers on the streets, kid. And I'm like, I'm six. I'm older than all of you. And he's, extra, extra. He scrapped by until he decided to save up enough and go to university. That's right. That's what you do. Yeah. And I am now 103. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you look. You don't look a day over 90. Oh, thanks, bud. That's great. <laughs> Uh, this is my favorite back <laughs> half of the podcast joke. 
It's my. I remember how it started. I it's think just this it's weird running bit. Now. I think it's Camille that really said cemented it, but as I something, think Allie actually. I think Allie. I think Camille may have initiated it, but right. I think Allie would have been the one to cement it. Sure. <laughs> she she loves a a joke like that. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'm 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 in my thirties, guys. <laughs> I was born an 80-year-old lady. Don't worry about it. I told Greg, I was like, thanks for getting me out of the house. Like, I'm actually able-bodied. Uh, yeah. I can go anywhere and do kind of anything or what you can do during a global pandemic, but mm-hmm. I choose to be a hermit. And yeah. now I'm like, this is a big Do you ever just walk around the block just, just, to, just to do something? With the dog. And then he like sense. planks halfway through and I have to like carry him and he's 35 pounds and he's like tippy because he's a corgi so he's like mostly butt so this dog of yours sounds like a real character oh beaker blue he loves his uncle alan yeah he's a good little boy (laughs) a character yeah he's kind of a dink but (laughs) sounds like it yeah if a dog just planks yeah sounds like he's a bit of a dink yeah he just puts the brakes on and then he's like a boat anchor yeah and you're like okay well i guess i have to tie you to a tree and go get the car yeah I've never done that. No, <laughs> but it's like it's an option. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> we have a lot of fun here. We're going to talk about the episode now. Yeah, we are. Uh, this is the this is girly edition, the twenty first episode of season nine, written by Larry Doyle, directed by Mark Kirkland, and original air date April nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. Larry Doyle, Larry first, Doyle, first writing credit, I believe. It sounds for like the it. Simpsons. Yeah. Larry Doyle, what have you done? I don't know a Larry Doyle. What How long did Conan done? write for The Simpsons? Only uh, like two or three seasons. So like uh, because the, the way I, I am able to remember is because he, he wrote Marge versus the Monorail, which is in season four. Right. And that is one that sticks out in yeah. my head is like Monorail. A, t- a, a top episode for a lot of people, myself included. Um, but he appears as himself in season five. Uh, mm-hmm. when he just started his talk show. Right. And that's when he left The Simpsons, that. when he started okay. his talk show. Uh, so I can't. I think he's on the writer, in the writing team from like seasons two, three, and four, I want to say. But I don't remember if he got uh, put in that early. I don't know if Greg remembers. God, I just watched. It's definitely two. He's definitely there under Sam Simon. Yeah. Um, but like I just watched an episode that he wrote. And it's in season four, and it's not Marge versus. It's a streetcar named Marge. I just watched Streetcar right. Named Marge, oh, um, which is okay. season four. Yeah. I remember that one too. Uh, so he he wrote he wrote a couple classics. Um, he's he was great. He was a he was a great contributor. There were um, there were so many guys in that room, and I say guys as the male because they were all men in that room. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, and certain movies made them all cry. Yeah. <laughs> was Field of Dreams on there? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Field I of Dreams. I do was remember on there. the article. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wrote Field about what to watch on a sick day. So. Yeah. That's embarrassing because <laughs> it's like always Jurassic Park. It is, isn't it? It's always Jurassic it's to Or me, Empire Strikes Back. It, to me, it's a Spielberg or a Spielberg adjacent film like i'll watch jurassic park hell i might even watch the lost world if i'm feeling really bad uh (laughs) feeling a little spicy but if i'm but if i'm feeling like man this this sick day is never gonna end i am gonna watch the entire back to the future trilogy yes see entire thing 
I would I would watch JP one, of course, but I would yeah. just skip to JP three. You just want the talking raptors. Hell yeah. Alan. Alan. I want a raptor saying my name. Yeah. That's, that's all I want. I don't know if I could just skip over Goldblum, though. I mean, and then the third one, is... all Taya Leone does is yell the yeah. whole movie. She's a, she's a sad mother. I And you know what? Never lost a kid in Dinosaur Island. That's true. So yeah. That's a grief. Yeah, we don't know what and, it's like. Yeah, until you lost your child on Dinosaur Island, yeah. you don't know what it'd be right. like. Right. Um, but I just, I just think three is a lot of fun. It's like so goofy. Um, but, uh, but I enjoy that. And I think two takes itself a little too seriously. I do love Goldblum obviously in that one. Um, and the trailer, uh, over the cliff is one of the best uh, scenes that Spielberg has directed. Yes. Um, but, uh, the rest of it's just kind of, eh. Don't need the daughter. Yeah. Don't need the daughter. Does gymnastics to defeat Raptors. Uh, I don't. People really love the long grass. I kind of dislike it. I'm um, into it. I remember really liking it the first time I saw it, but then everyone got really high on it, and I'm like, oh yeah, and I got excited to watch it, and I'm like, oh, this is like two minutes. Like, I for some reason my mm-hmm. brain built up as like this huge epic action scene, but really it's just, oh, they run in it for a bit, and the raptors eat them, and they're done. Sure. <laughs> it's a good line though. It's, Don't go in the long grass. Yeah, it's a good Stay line. Stay out of the long grass. And the and the. <laughs> The the thing that people are remembering is that line and that that brief over the head shot of the of the the tails coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, pretty cool. Which is a it's a great shot. It's a it's a cool visual, but there's not not much to it really. And then the T Rex is being transported to San Francisco, as we all remember. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And then he breaks out of his confinement. Yeah. Kills everyone on the boat. And sure. Goes back and goes bed. back in and yeah. closes the gate. And I'm sweepy now. Yeah. I have a nap. He's all so yum yummed out. So silly. <laughs> Yeah, I got a sidetrack, guys. Sorry, Uh-oh. just I could talk about Jurassic Park all day. I don't know if you've listened to the show. This happens all the time. That's oh, what cool. it's. Some that's, people like it. What it is. Most people hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we I... apologize to our listeners who want us to stay on track, but we were talking about Conan O'Brien, who actually came up with the name Jub Jub, which is the iguana, which is a lizard, which is a dinosaur. Here we go. Let's go oh, back. Oh, you did yes. it. That was so good. Oh, Jub Jub. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad I didn't interrupt that. <laughs> Uh, so back on the episode, yeah, um, I did. I, I just did a little digging on Larry Doyle, yeah. on our on our writer friend here. Uh, it being his first episode, so we haven't talked about him yet. Um, he was actually a novelist after his tenure with The Simpsons. He wrote a novel called "I Love You, Beth Cooper," and I have heard of it. Yeah, and he also wrote for Instant Mom, the television show, Beavis and Butthead, um, Daria, and Rugrats. And he was also a major contributor to The New Yorker, which is pretty neat. Um, I just... uh, He also wrote the films Duplex and Looney Tunes Back in Action. I don't know why he'd jump over that. Let me... Yes. Let me obviously (laughs) mention those. Classic films in the same year. Was Duplex (laughs) had Jack Black, no? No. Ben Stiller and Drew Barrymore and and an old woman. It's a... It's a DeVito movie, right? I think it's directed by DeVito, yeah. Let me just confirm that. <laughs> um, and yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. What's the Jack Black movie with Ben Stiller? Envy. Did, Envy. Envy. Where he I makes knew it was the, a one the, word. The dog poop uh, right, vaporizer. That was Barry Sonnenfeld? Or, I think it was, yeah. Or Levinson. One of the, oh, it's one of the It's one of the berries. <laughs> One of the berries, either I think it's one. Actually. If it's Levinson, then oh boy, he uh, another Barry. another swing and a miss there. Um, maybe he should 
make movies better. It's Levinson. It's Levinson. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Because <laughs> he made toys as well. He sure did. Ooh. All right. However, he also made Good Morning Vietnam. He did. Wag the dog. Rain Man. Rain Man. Yep. Which won uh, Best Picture and Best Director. And a bunch of others. Uh, yeah, but like those are the ones that he's yeah. to. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's an Oscar winning director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he made Envy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he made, yeah, he made Toys. And made it all goes down, right? Liberty Heights. Yeah. Remember that one? No. Nope. Ban- Bandits. Bandits? Ooh. The the like Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Billy, Thornton, Kate Blanchett yeah. joint? The very same. Oh, it's great. They're a bunch of bandits. I Look like out. that movie. It's got a, Isn't that a con movie. It's got a hip U2 track in it. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's got Beautiful Day. Beautiful Day Ooh, plays beautiful in it. I remember the really the poorly photoshopped poster. Yeah. Where clearly they, they couldn't get them all together in the same room. They were busy. So it was like, we'll just cut from like old movies and yeah, paste that baby together. Yeah. Uh, Man of the Year. Remember that one? I do actually. Also, Robin Williams sucks. Yes, <laughs> it's like, what if a John Stewart esque person became president? And you're like, oh, this will be a lark. And then it's like, no, it's about corruption. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a political. It's thriller. about it's about voter fraud. It's actually yeah. kind of a dangerous movie yeah. now. <laughs> oh my! Um, what just happened? I've seen that movie. What the hell is... Oh, it's with De Niro. Yeah, with De Niro. That movie kind of blows, too. That's a horrible title, is all I'm saying. And I, I who's, don't... like, the the comedic relief in that movie? Well, I don't know. De Niro, I think. <laughs> oh, my. Um, but there is someone in there it's who's got, more comedic. Uh, Catherine Keener, Robin Wright Penn, Stanley Tucci, all and very, Sean Penn. All very funny people. Super funny Wait, Robin Wright Penn and Sean Penn in the same movie? Yeah. Were they married at the time? I don't know. I think if she still had pen on her name. But I don't know if she's changed that back. She oh, yeah, she's just Robin has. right now yeah. good, for a good long for time. Blade Runner 2049 is the first movie I remember seeing where she's credited as just Robin Wright. I think, did you watch House of Cards? Hell no. Oh, halfway through, Divorced I think. Divorced Sean Penn in 2010. What just happened came out in 2008. So, yeah, they were married at the time. Oh. Um, no, I didn't watch House of Cards because, well, I shouldn't say that. I did watch, like, the first episode. Yes. Or two. Yeah, I watched the first two episodes, and then I woke up and the season was over. Um, And so I thought, well, I don't like this show, I guess, because it was so fucking boring. Uh, Made it halfway through season one. Yeah. I thought it was so boring. I thought, like, I I thought the performances were, I guess, good, but I wasn't into it enough to literally stay awake. No, no. It was a show that I was like, I can't sleep. Maybe I'll watch the first episode of House of Cards again. Yeah, that's good. Insomnia cured. Not like this show, The Simpsons, though. No, no. I just want to point out as well that Barry Levinson directed Sphere, which is a Michael Crichton uh, novel. And on our Patreon right now, you can listen to our commentary on Westworld, which is also Michael Crichton. Well, not novel, but screenplay. As part part one of our Robot Uprising trilogy. That's right. Which our patrons voted on. Hell yeah. Fun. Uh, but we're talking about girly edition. Kind of. A little. <laughs> um, so, Jen, let me ask you, what is it about this episode that burned into your brain so vividly? The helper monkey. <laughs> it was Mojo. <laughs> and Mojo. actually, until I watched the scene again, when Groundskeeper Willie's 
shack fills up with cream corn yeah. and he says, I'm going to have to eat my way out. <laughs> I remember making that joke all the time as a kid <laughs> or I guess 12. Yeah. You're still a kid when you're 12. Yeah. Um, but mostly the, the helper monkey. I remember the subplot more than yeah. the main, like sure. the kids news didn't really mean anything to me, but I mean, Homer being lazy and getting helper monkey. That's what stuck out. And right. like, when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, I loved I, this episode. I wonder if that's a uh, just like a casualty, casualty, causality, whatever, uh, <laughs> of Homer becoming around this time the main character. And therefore, even in episodes where it's arguably a Bart and Lisa episode, if Homer has a B plot that's like funny to kids, because I, I think that's my biggest takeaway from when I was a kid as well was Mojo. Like, that's what we talked about at school the next day, mm -hmm. you know? Like, like oh, wasn't it funny when the monkey did the thing? Look at what Homer did. <laughs> yeah, isn't that mm -hmm. hilarious? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's definitely uh, a cause and effect thing with yeah. with that. Um, something that uh, that I want to... That I want to just say right off the bat about this episode is like I I got a quick take on it. Um, mm -hmm. So I think this is a particularly funny one as far as season nine goes. Like especially back half, I think this is really funny. I think the episode's really funny, but I also think it has that problem where um, it has the who gives a shit factor of <laughs> the main A plot. Yeah, right. And I think the the cause of that is I. Um, their over over reliance on Homer, but also their inability to show what the stakes are of the a plot and the yeah. effect of the a plot. If if that makes any sense, like if we if we go back to when Bart, because they're they're on the same time slot as the Krusty the Clown show, uh, they're technically kind of like piggybacking off of it. Mm -hmm. So if we go back to the last time that that was the case and one of the Simpsons kids was on that time slot, it was uh, Bart Gets Famous, right? Mm -hmm. And the I Didn't Do It Boy. And we saw a lot of the cause uh, of the effects of him being famous. That was kind of what it was about. We saw how it changed him, how he reacted to it. We don't see any of that in this. We don't see any of the kids that of the town of mm -hmm. Springfield that this new show is allegedly directed at. Yeah. We don't see any of them reacting to it or even, um, or, or even caring about it. Yeah. We don't see anyone for that matter, care about it other than, uh, Homer and Marge who watch the show and the people in studio. We don't see any of the effects that it has on the kids in their school life. Now that they're this, this, this group of kids is on TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't see any of the kids, talking to them it's it's a huge omission that's a really good point I, and i was trying to place why the because like i i actually really like the uh kind of like satire of journalism you know yeah um it it works really well but I, I was trying to put my finger on why it doesn't really like feel actually satire like any actual satire and i think it is because we don't see what the results of their broadcasting um these stories does you know it's instead, all about the rivalry yeah between it, lisa and bart instead we get homer <laughs> homer with a monkey we get homer with a monkey um and the the closest thing we get i guess is is bart's letters right right yeah. but those Everyone are wants to be yeah. one of bart's people those are yeah. those are 
disconnected from from anyone because they're just they're they're mailed in letters and we're just supposed we're 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 told not really shown what it is Mm -hmm. and like the rivalry between between the two could have could easily be like the central focus of this episode much as it is on as lisa on ice you know Mm -hmm. where where like there's 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 two teams really they could they could even split the newsroom into people who who follow Lisa's point of view and then and then who the, the ones who want to follow Bart's point of view and it's and like Lisa has to contend with the fact that she was the one who put this team together in the first place and now it's split and I don't understand Lisa's I maybe I do <laughs> being a precocious kid she wants to be lead anchor but like making a dig on her brother saying let's like well he's dumb well he can read and he has yeah. personality. Yeah, the 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 rivalry's a little forced, I think. It's not like not it, it makes sense enough for me to buy into it at least, but but I do think Lisa's uh kind of yeah, like reaction to Bart becoming kind of the the new face of the show or whatever um goes a little like it's what here's here's what I would have liked. <laughs> um I would have really liked it to be Lisa trying to be have integrity and do like actual news and then Bart coming in with like sensational news, right? Like like the way journalism actually works. Mm-hmm. And and that being like what she's wrestling with. Not that Bart's the star, but that Bart's doing things that are more popular by, you know, by exploiting people, whatever, you know. And she's like, no, I want to I want to be have integrity and do the the right thing. Instead she like starts to do what he does mm-hmm. um and it doesn't work. And then she gets mad and then like sends him to get murdered kind of like i know she doesn't realize willie's gonna murder him but like she 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 knows that he's mad at you know like there's just this weird kind of underlaying thing that just doesn't work for me with with her uh her reaction to bart um i think it's because they don't they don't really go for it in either of those yeah because they kind of they kind of play her integrity angle but not really when she tries and actually emulate Bart a little bit yep. and can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then they try to play the, the rivalry angle, but they much like a lot of season nine, they can't really quite um, go all in mm-hmm. on one thing or the other. They feel like they have to do a little bit of everything yeah. in order to fill out their time, Sure, which is um, which shows a great lack of confidence. And that's, I think that's something that, that, when we come around to our final uh, evaluation of season nine, I think that's going to be something that will undercut the entire um, the the entire thought process of reevaluating season nine. Is that it suffers from a lack of confidence, yeah. um, which is, I mean, kind of fair. But we'll get to that when we talk <laughs> about the whole season. To yeah. double back about the attempted murder, yeah, in the very first part of the show when he's filling the shack of cream corn and i'm like well willie could straight up die yeah and then what <laughs> the end directed yeah. by m night Shyamalan, maybe yeah but absolutely i even in the beginning i kind of had a problem and i was like oh it, it's definitely one of those things and i feel like if you look at uh a, maybe not a lot but like a good chunk of bart's pranks you can have that same kind of sure know, you're like oh like that's no this good, is Bart. problematic yeah um, it's it makes so much more sense if it's coming from Homer, because honestly, you, like you go all the way back to season four and and Homer goes to college, uh-huh. his pranks are just murder. <laughs> like he just 
Like we'll roll the de- we'll roll him up on a, a carpet and throw him off a bridge. Like and he just loves the idea of roller. And he straight up hits the dean with his car. Right. <laughs> um, he runs him down and puts him in a body cast. Um, I'm sorry about the hitting you with my car prank. 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 It's a great line, <laughs> and it's really funny. Yep. But it, the thing is, it's Bart that who's the one who comes up with the pig prank, which is an actual prank. Yeah. And like he's the one who dials it back. I would say that maybe he doesn't realize that Willie could die from this. I don't. Hey, the truck said danger. Oh, that's green a good point. Corn. That's a good point. No matter what I mean, you yeah. do with this green There's corn, danger. you could argue danger. definitely um, uh, that's first degree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but let's. I want to talk about Willie for a second. Does Willie live at the school? Evidently. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> He just got the shack the way he liked it. Yeah. Which makes me sad because it's like he probably just has like a hot plate in there. There's yeah. like no electricity a for radio. a microwave. He's, he's just got only his, plays bagpipes. Yeah, his bagpipe radio. He had like a little, a little Scottish lass on the, on the right. wall he's there. Hung up his little pinup pin girl. And yeah. now... Now it's destroyed. Now he lives now in the dump. Now he has no that's home. What, that's what I'm what, like. <laughs> he lives in the dump? <laughs> is like, is the like, dump a Canadian thing? It's like a, like a junkyard in... Yeah. In the, the lower part. Yeah. Not the hat. Us. <laughs> lower part. The person wearing the hat. Yeah. A junkyard dump, whatever. Canada's know, a place person. Where there's trash. Canada's person. <laughs> um it's just such a weird thing I never really thought about before because have we ever seen Willie's home life? Yes. Now. This well, This is it. <laughs> this is all you need. But it's his shack. Yes. But but he's had a shack before. Yes, he's mentioned his Unabomber style shack before. In those words. But it kind of seemed to be like in the middle of the playground. It's definitely on school <laughs> yeah, property. Right, but it was like not even like behind a few trees or anything. Just no, straight just up right there. by the monkey bars yeah. and the cream corn truck. Yep, yep. Yeah. It's all very strange. It's yeah. just, you know, so he can get out and grab a rake and get to work. I guess so. So. Yeah. Well, because there's also that one episode where uh, Skinner's like leaving for the summer and he's like, take good care of her, Willie. You know, so yeah, like he just lives at the school. Yeah. Is that normal? He No. <laughs> like servants quarters? <laughs> Only in that but situation. Like a, public, a public school. In a, in a in a normal anywhere USA. In a well, strict... if he was an immigrant, maybe he couldn't have an address. He did get deported at one point. That's true. <laughs> yeah, but he made it back. Yeah, somehow. Um, Probably ah, jumped off the boat <laughs> and swam back to shore. Um, Willie's weird. Uh, and what an odd character. Yeah, he tries to murder a child in this episode several times. There <laughs> was least. actually. An episode when I was a kid that scared the shit out of me. Was it Willie as a skeleton? No, it was or, like, uh, I think Kruger? it was a Halloween Freddy Krueger yeah, yeah. one. Sorry. And yeah. he like turns into like a bagpipe spider <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. I had blocked that from my memory when I was a kid. Because I remember just being so scared. Yeah, it's a spooky one. And I think I saw that before I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. And, and honestly, when I eventually saw Nightmare on Elm Street, I'm like, the Willie one was scarier. <laughs> and obviously it's just because I was younger when I saw mm-hmm. that. But <laughs> there's there's some there's some stuff in Nightmare on Elm Street that still works really, really well. The um just because I just recently watched it. Oh yeah. For the first time all the way through. Um and the that trampoline wall that they have where he sticks his face in it. Oh yeah. 
uh, like it, well, no, that's what it's made of. It's made out of spandex, I, I trampoline yeah. material, right? So they, I've never just, actually. Well, you seen said it. that, and I, I pictured someone just like jumping on the wall. Boing, like, I don't boing, boing. Yeah. It's a weird movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, when he like when like the the ceiling is it, like it looks just like a normal ceiling, but it's actually made out of like a spandex oh, sure. wall. Okay, yes, I am familiar. And you just and he just like puts his hands and his face yeah. into it, and he's like. Nope. And, get you. It, and then it goes away, and then she wakes up a little bit, and it's not there, and it's like, it's so is it a, good. Is it a dream? Yeah. We're talking about the original, right? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, the Jackie yeah. Earl no, not the, one. No, not the Jackie one. No. Okay. I really never, made him a I've never child. seen that one. Well, you know, I've never Pedophile. seen either, so I don't know why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't um, help you here. Where, they, where Johnny Depp gets sucked into the bed. He does. Right. And, and, the, and all the blood. I thought that was very effective. Just like... It, visually it's incredible my memory of that scene specifically is so vivid but it's also i remember watching it and being like oh where did he go like oh like i, I did not like... put together that he got sucked in and then that was his blood yeah oh. and he was dead like i was just like oh he got sucked away and then oh that's scary that the bed's spewing blood now but i and then so i, I think and that's near the end of the movie i think yeah and i i just remember being like what happened to johnny depp <laughs> like <laughs> we never that never got solved I like thought where you were he gonna went say your thought was like when i was watching it this depp guy's gonna go places <laughs> i wouldn't have thought that i <laughs> he was a heartthrob yeah that that makes sense like he's and then he's like i don't want to be a heartthrob anymore so you know what he did what had scissor hands <laughs> right which he got the idea from Freddy Krueger. I don't know. Anyway. No, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> That's why he has screenwriting credit on that movie. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. No. no. <laughs> Groundskeeper Willie. Yeah, what about him? He's uh, he's a weird he's a weird ass guy that lives in a Unabomber style shack, and I don't feel bad for him for one second. And it, uh, there's I mean, also I an episode know. I remember where he rips his shirt open and he's like super oh, yeah. muscular oh, yeah. and like jacked and like maybe covered in baby oil. Oh, well, yeah. He, he gets Lunch Lady Doris to grease him up. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Okie dokie. Do you have any grease? Yes. Yes, I do. Then grease me up, woman. Okie dokie. And, <laughs> and she does. goes in the ducts yeah. and it's an alien parody and it's, it's great. Very funny. Right. Yeah. It's a great episode. That's uh, Sweet Seymour Skinner's Badass Badass Song. song. Great episode. Yeah. (laughs) I needed those. (laughs) I really did. I'm sorry, did you just call me a liar? No, I said you're fired. Oh. Well, that's much worse. (laughs) I love Skinner. Anyway, Skinner's in this episode very briefly, and it's great. Yeah, it's pure. I got, yep, it's pure, and then him talking to Lisa. Yep. And both scenes are very good. uh, MVP. (laughs) Really? No. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny. I mean, it's on brand. <laughs> There's a few fun cameos while people are watching. I guess, like, when people are watching Bart's first Bart's people at, on... Yeah, uh, we have the Burns bit. Yeah, we have the Burns bit, and we have uh, everyone. But then... I think it's just him and the parents who are the ones not in the studio watching that. And like we just cut to him for that. Like it would be fun if you cut to the kids. Wa- if kids watching 
the show. Or have some kind of discussion on the playground the next day. Like, hey, Bart, we really mm-hmm. liked your... Yeah. You know. Or like even just... Ra- something that happens... It seems, it seems to indicate that kids aren't watching. That yes. only adults are. Because yeah. we only see adults watching. So is, who is Millhouse giving this wedding the bed <laughs> info to on news you can use... Burns, <laughs> I guess because yes. they're sitting in beanbag chairs, which I thought was that was cute, kind of funny. Yeah, they got like a weird little den set yeah, up. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I and thought that like was great. It's like this big, expansive room with their mm-hmm. like beanbags are squished together, yeah. and it's this it's sweet moment. But news you can use, <laughs> and then it's canceled. How are we going to know how to dispose of this bed wedding mattress <laughs> and sheets? You don't know. You'll never know. Um, Millhouse is 10 years old. Yeah. You shouldn't be wet in the bed. Well, hey, at least not regularly. Read? No, not me. I was going to defend Sarah hey, Silverman listen, for a minute. Some of us still do. <laughs> not I. Not a bedwetter. Not just saying that to save face. Well, I, but I mean, I, I never saw any evidence, so sure. either you're very good at disposing. I watched news you can use. Thanks, Millhouse. The one final episode where he closed that loop and then they got canceled. <laughs> Now Thank what? God you found out how to dispose of the evidence before they got <laughs> Thank God for WikiHow. That's right. Um, yeah, I I think it's a big, big omission that that you don't see just, the kids react in yeah. some way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you ever watch like there's like a uh, kids beat or something? I think that was an old like thing that this is kind of an homage to. No, I never. It was did. like kids doing the news for kids. Okay. Um, I never watched it. I was wondering if you guys did. No, it might I don't be remember American any thing. kids' news. I remember like Zoom. Do you remember Zoom? No. Kids doing like science experiments and stuff. It sounds great. Oh yeah, I would have loved it. I remember I like, Art Attack. Uh, well, who doesn't? Neil Buchanan, Art Attack. Are you kidding? Who doesn't remember that? So you Alan know the doesn't. guy? Of course I do. I didn't know who I the guy was. Uh, the joke I always made with my siblings was, what happens if he has a heart attack? During art attack? Well, just like in, because everyone knows him. And so he's out in the world and he's like, oh, I'm having an art attack. It's like, it's like, oh, they get excited. Well, what's he going to do? And he's like, no, no, I'm having an art attack. Help. Like, oh, this is a weird art attack today. It's like that episode of Flight of the Concords so where it's old. like, <laughs> God damn it. Art attack. Oh, that's such a dad joke. I love that. I love that so much. It's so funny. I've been making dad jokes since I was 12. Uh, the episode of Flight of the Concords where they're like, maybe he's did. Maybe it's did. like, yeah, but what did he do? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. What did he maybe do? Did. No, maybe he's did. Art attack. What's it's your name? Brit. Brit. Brit? Brit like Britney? No, Brit. Oh, Brett. <laughs> I love the. I love when they make jokes about their accents. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Art Attack rules. Uh, kids beat is a don't thing. remember kids beat. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it might be an American thing. I just read about it briefly, but so maybe this can lead us into um, one of our favorite recurring segments on the show. Oh. What the fuck <laughs> is the Krusty the Cloud show? <laughs> yeah, because what do you say, like? 5,500 episodes of Itchy and Scratchy? 5,500. Also, welcome back, Itchy and Scratchy. This is the first yeah, episode been... of Itchy and Scratchy in a long time. I was going to say, it's been a while. Yeah. It might be the first one on the season. 
Wow. That can't be true. It might be. I, I, it might, I can't refute it right now. I but can't just... remember another one. If you're out there, listeners, please tell me what another one in season nine was that happened before this, because I know I've been missing Itchy and Scratchy. Um, but he says after 5,500 episodes, still funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on to say that his entire show is jam-packed. He's got so much bullshit and it's the tightest three hours and 10 minutes on television three hours and 10 minutes that's nearly an oscar broadcast length close to it's what they would like it to be i'm sure oh man i would like it to be three hours and 10 minutes wouldn't we all yeah even with no host it's still four hours boy what did you think about that since we're talking about whatever and you're the first uh, first time guest and you have opinions on the oscars yeah what did you think of the no host thing i'm into it me too yeah you know what i don't need all the falderall and like making digs at people and no uma oprah oprah uma like weird shit like that yeah i don't need that no no host is fine come out you can each write a joke because there were still like when tiffany haddish and my rudolph came out that was funny and there's like i mean just have funny people do a bit jokes yeah Yeah. and you don't need to have a host i don't need a song and dance that being said the hugh jackman opening i will always love it and i didn't know i just recently found out that ben schwartz yeah co-wrote that he won an emmy for that and i that's amazing because he was just like a wee one when he wrote that and i mean hugh jackman is very talented and Mm -hmm. that it makes me laugh so i technically i'm homeless (laughs) (laughs) got run over by lexus uh did you guys watch uh the middle ditch and shorts uh the improv thing uh, yeah yeah. sure did netflix specials very good um my husband asked if i was gonna have a heart attack because (laughs) i was laughing so hard an heart attack an art attack. I'm having an art attack. Um, in the second one, during the, like, all of a sudden, Ben Schwartz is like an alien. Uh-huh. And Middle Ditch is telling him, like, don't, like, I don't yeah, want to yeah, do it. And he's just like, he's fully committed to yeah. this alien. Like, that, it's an hour of just me pissing myself laughing. Yeah. And it, David doesn't do well with like awkward humor and like he's just dies inside and he laughs like here and there and I'm like wheezing yeah. like need an inhaler yeah. take a puff <laughs> laughing so hard that that because I'm a I'm an improv nerd myself mm-hmm. and I there's that is such an incredible moment to mm-hmm. me where he's where where he's like if i really don't want to open this door <laughs> yeah. but it feels like we've built it up so much now that to not would be unsatisfying uh, <laughs> and just saying it out loud is so fun um because like one of the one of the fun things about improv is like you can work it out on mm-hmm. stage and people will be with you mm-hmm. for it um and then when he finally opens the door and he's just fucking resentful for the entire <laughs> rest of it, that he's like, I said I wouldn't justify it, but here I am <laughs> justifying this bullshit. And I love just when it's about to completely go off the rails, yeah. they pull it back in. Yeah. And especially forgetting the characters that were there previously. Especially That's one of in my favorite one. things that they is do. It, is, is it Bas- Basil, like the British guy? Uh, Nigel. It was Nigel. Nigel. Yeah. Nigel. I'm here too. <laughs> 
almost forgot about Nigel. <laughs> I've been here the whole time, and I'm going to bring this whole thing together. Or the accents that keep changing. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're brilliant. I uh. like. I mean, I have nothing but the utmost respect for people that can do improv because that's holy shit. That's so good. They're so good. I want to. I want more. I want more of I those. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Based on my very brief research, uh, this is the only Itch and Scratchy episode in all of season nine. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And what's the reason for that? Well, I think just in general, because arguably the reason they did Itchy and Scratchy cartoons for a lot of it is when they were trying to pad the runtime. Um, sure. When they were like, okay, this episode's coming in short, so we need to add something. Let's put an Itchy and Scratchy at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of the, like, uh, Ion Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the we- the very, very weird uh, example uh, in the episode The Front where it has that little, like, uh, everybody hate everybody loves Ned Flanders thing at the end. Oh God, if you remember yeah. That, but it's like it's it's like got a little title card. So and it's vaguely. like everybody, yeah. <laughs> everyone loves Ned Flanders, and mm-hmm. it's like, hey kids, time for church. And it's like we're not going to church today. Why not? It's Saturday. Huckley duckley. And it's like this goofy little like mm-hmm. short. And it's at the end of the end episode. End of the episode. It's so bizarre. But then that's, of course, is the inspiration for 22 Shorts Films about Springfield, which is a very good episode. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, yeah, that's the reason they, they did it. And I think as the show goes on, uh, their episodes are actually getting shorter. Like, their yeah. their uh, advertisers are buying more, more space. So they're going from, you know, 22-ish minutes down to like 21 minutes which doesn't seem like a lot but in you know in the world of making a, a show that's like sure. that's a lot of of time to have to remove so uh so i think just in general they don't have the need to put itchy and scratchy c- cartoons in anymore and so they don't do them uh and then this episode for example like it it was just i think an easy way to to tie into the um makes sense the the main plot right like to have crusty because they they could have just started it with crusty in the thing talking about the show they didn't need to have it open with an itchy and scratchy but that's like a boring opening so yeah no i think it's a great choice it's a great choice and it's something that i've been on record recently being like where'd they go where's itchy and scratchy (laughs) and it's like it's kind of like where's poochie they they're here they are um so it's nice Mm -hmm. to it's nice to see them it feels like it gives it a little bit of it makes it it honestly makes it feel like a classic Simpsons episode mm-hmm. by having an itchy and scratchy episode at the very beginning of it. And, and are they still doing itchy and scratchy? I don't have any idea. No. So I'm just so this is the other thing. Uh, there's none in season ten. Okay. Uh, unless you count the Treehouse of Horror episode or like a segment that's about itchy and scratchy. Okay. Um, like you could argue that's one of them. I but, would, yeah. But that's like yeah. I'll give them that. You know, that's the whole plot is we watch it in scratchy, and then we go into the TV and we're with them. So, uh, so it's a bit of a different uh, beast there. Um, but I'm just looking in general, like I'm just looking at this Simpsons wiki that has a list of all the itching scratchy cartoons, and then what season it's in. And I'm just yeah. so it's not ordered very well, so I can see by uh, season. But I'm just scrolling through, and I, like I don't see any for eleven. Um, there's definitely one for 12. Oh, there's good. There's an itchy and scratchy I remember of... There's one for 11, sorry. Being cut up into pieces at like a sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, also a little traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a sensitive Sally, so, <laughs> you know, even cartoon animals getting hurt. I'm like, oh, that was mean. Well, like, I think the whole... And, and the whole point behind Itchy and Scratchy, other than filling time, is to be as gruesome as they possibly can. Of course. And... It, it it goes to 
it's part of the satire in that like the most gruesome episodes are usually contrasted with a with a smash cut back to the kids howling with laughter right. whereas the audience even like me as a kid and now even I'm like Jesus Christ that's mm-hmm. a that is violent right and mm-hmm. cutting back to the kids howling with laughter everyone howling with laughter every time in the Krusty the Clown show, cutting to the whole auditorium filled with kids, all right. loving it. It's like, oh, this is the satire. Yes. Right? This is where that satire comes from, the violence in television. Right. Do we know what Krusty the Clown's, the show's, the time slot is? Because if the <laughs> I audience think it's like is four to of, seven. <laughs> okay. I was like, if it's during school hours, who are these parents that are signing their kids out? Yeah. So that makes much more sense. Yeah, I think I think it's like a like an afternoon show, right? Like, like it's one yeah. of those the shows that you race home to get see. Get home from school. Uh, according to this, season twenty eight, the most recent itchy and scratchy episode. It's called "Mouse Trapping a Murderer." Okay, I have no other information. They're still doing it. Uh, that it's from, answers it's my from question. the episode in season twenty eight called "Trust but Clarify." I don't know what it's great. About. Sounds bad. Promising. <laughs> yeah. Has Dan Rather as himself? What? Oh, it was written by Harry Shearer. <laughs> the episode? Yeah. The whole episode? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say the Harry Shearer. <laughs> it's kind of only one, no? Yeah, there is only one. Yeah, um, only one. He okay. That's Lisa and Bart investigate Krusty's suspicious new crustaceans candy. Meanwhile, Homer wants a promotion at the nuclear plant and asks Marge to help him dress for the part. And news anchorman Kent Brockman struggles to find his position in the changing media world. This sounds like way too busy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> to backpedal a bit to Kent Brockman, yeah. the weird random Del Monte joke. <laughs> yeah. Like that's like the canned fruit people, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Just yeah. wanted to double yeah. check. And I was like, this is like, completely these are all absurd. Our these are all my awards. And this is the highest honor that Del Monte gives. But no other context. no context. Right. None. Okay. Good. Like, very strange. And I'm like, I'm laughing, but like, I'm I laughing at the I'm absurdity. At the right I'm not thing. sure what right. the writers were actually going for with it. Like, if there's some other like uh, aspect to that joke that I'm just not a part of. Maybe Del Monte sponsors the Pulitzer. Yeah. Maybe Del- or maybe Del Monte sucks. I don't know. Oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe hey. it's like a shitty award. Yeah. I mean, there. Name fruit another brand isn't of great. canned pineapple. So. That's a good point. Mots. Mots. <laughs> no, Mots applesauce. No, yeah. Does Mots actually do I don't know. I, I guess maybe they did pineapple too. <laughs> I imagine like store brands do. Sure. Compliments. I yeah. had to buy a whole pineapple and break it down myself like an adult. Mm. At 33, brought my first pineapple. Um, had to go back on WikiHow. Did you core it? I kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I looked and I was like, oh, I'll just buy like pre-cut ones. It was $9 for somebody to do the work for me. Versus? Me buying it for four and doing it myself. Mm. I mean, so is to me, a, $5 worth it. A $5 convenience fee? Really? Oh, no, yeah. I'm way too cheap. I'll do it myself. No, I'm 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 always on board with like, if, if, if it's $9. not. $9. Yeah. Well, that's, you said that and I'm like, is that for a normal pineapple? I don't know. Yeah, it was like a whole pineapple. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like, if you said this pineapple costs $9, I'd be like, okay, makes sense. You're yeah. such a millennial. Yeah. I am. <laughs> Money is. a 100-year-old millennial. Money is weird. I, I am a boomer, my friend. <laughs> okay, before boomers. Greatest generation. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you fought the Nazis. So. I sure did. <laughs> you know, with my with my politics. Yeah. 
Of course. <laughs> Didn't actually I blo- sign I up. blogged about, about, <laughs> <laughs> about how shitty the Nazis were. I shared my Instagram stories that, you know, were like, I, I'm against Nazis. <laughs> that's my patriotism. That's, that's how I fight the good fight. Yeah. Uh, I yelled at all my friends on social media, like, why isn't anyone else doing anything about this thing? The Nazis. <laughs> the Nazis, I mean. Uh, I just, I'm sorry. Social media at the time. I was, hate social media right now. It was Western Union, of course. There's a lot of sad, horrible things happening, and all I see is just people being like, hey, everyone, do something about this. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> How the hell the am I supposed to stop all so this I, bullshit? I just spent anyway. like an hour uploading pictures of me baking yesterday. <laughs> so. I was like, hey, you guys want to see the tea cakes I made? That sounds great. <laughs> it was a hoot. Is that Instagram? It was on Instagram. Yeah? Okay, yeah. I'm going to follow you. <laughs> I could really go for that. I could, I could really... Actually, I'm going to delete Instagram. I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it just makes me sad. Yeah. So. I think I'm done. I think I'm uh I think I'm going to create a uh, fake or or a dummy account for myself on Facebook so I can Don't obviously Do they call it a Finsta? Yeah. Is that like a a Finsta? Facebook Insta? No, it was like I, what? there's I like a term for like a fake Instagram and it was oh. cuz there was some article and it's like Barack Obama actually has like a Finsta. Oh, like classic. One it has like a fake name, like oh, Joe yeah. Blow, but Pseudonym. it's actually Barack Obama. Right. And sure. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get rid of mine, just so I can, and then keep uploading posts to the Two Bad Neighbors page because that's all I can handle using <laughs> social media for guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> that's why we have our email address if you want to get in touch with us because <laughs> my head starts to hurt. Mm-hmm. We need. We need. If anyone out there is a programmer, we need a new Mark Zuckerberg. And I just don't say that in terms of him as a person, but just we need someone to create something akin to Facebook mm. that is not anything like what Facebook currently is. Like yeah. you need to cuz I actually I I definitely liked Facebook when it Absolutely. because it was just a way to connect with people. Yeah. You could throw now a sheep at it's, someone. It's all about yeah. ad revenue. Like it's just it's all monetized. It's all we're the product. It's just a nightmare. And I but I like being able to be in touch with my friends easily. You guys want to go back to MySpace? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, man. <laughs> you want to go see what Tom's up to? What's Tom doing? <laughs> I have so many strong feelings for MySpace. I loved MySpace. Yeah. Like all What song did you eight. have when you when you went to your page? Do you oh remember? god, probably something by the Chili Peppers or Pearl Jam. That's I had something nice. by Brand New. I think I had yeah. Linkin Park. Bam 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 bam. And then I remember I like figured out how to like change the code where I could like get a fuchsia background and like oh, change yeah. my font and shit Hell like yeah. that. And I remember my computer was in for repairs at Future Shop. Oh. And I was so desperate to <laughs> so desperate to check my MySpace because God forbid I fell out of somebody's top eight. Oh. I had I went to Esquire's the coffee shop in Lethbridge, paid like fifteen dollars to use their internet for an hour just so I could go on oh MySpace. My God. Wow. All about MySpace. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. I had so many different band pages. I know. That <laughs> so I had. Many. Like, I was in so many bands in high school, and we mm-hmm. all had a MySpace page. Of course. <laughs> With our <laughs> shitty little demo song. Hell yeah. Yeah. Adele was discovered on MySpace. Oh, see? Uh, you were so close. So could have happened to the to Zuckerberg me. thing. I've said, like, I have 
complained before. I'm the same age as Lady Gaga. Why am I not Lady Gaga? Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. And David has said to me, why am I not Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> and it's like, well, what are you doing with your life then? So to answer Alan's plea I, here, I mean, we I, need a new Zuckerberg. Yeah. yeah. Someone I'll, create something some that can put Facebook out of business. And I don't know. Just like, but the problem... It's just such a problem because when something becomes huge, it gets bought and then it becomes monetized. And that's, you know, we need something that's like MySpace going to stand the test of time. MySpace. <laughs> I loved MySpace. I wish I knew my login still. But I'm it is crazy. It. Like when you think about it, it's crazy that up to Facebook's launch in 2007, I want to say. Um, I mean, I think it was earlier for the like private version that he initially did. But um, there was so many different quote unquote social media sites that would be in flux, you know? And then suddenly Facebook came and it just like destroyed everything else. And then like, yeah, you have Instagram and Twitter that came as well around that time. But like, there's just nothing that's seemingly ever going to take Facebook down, no. you know? Like, and people are like, ah, everyone delete your Facebook. And it's like, until literally everyone does it, like it's not going to make a difference. It's well, and I matter. remember like a friend on Facebook at one point had written a status update it's official facebook is officially better than myspace and i was like bullshit <laughs> and it's like well when was the last time you logged into myspace idiot so oh it's got you there and you know i don't really go on facebook anyways people just send me like dog videos mm. which is Those fine good. i miss that i i wish that i wish that's all you could send me on facebook not like the the chain chain letter thing and it's like if you don't like this picture you're gonna die <laughs> oh no yeah yeah those were pretty fun though those were those fun chain, those chain letters were it's like yeah if you send this to five other people your crush is gonna tell you yeah and you're like oh, oh i don't my. know who my crush is but i i want to know so i'll send this oh my <laughs> um what were we talking about uh journalism Girly edition journalism Girly edition. Um, okay, so <laughs> we're coming around to the end of our show, <laughs> which means we have about a half hour left. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which means really we're about halfway there. Yeah. Um, so I just I, I just want to like, because you went to, you, you in our brief moment before we started recording, you mm -hmm. said you went to school for um, radio journalism and tv radio and television yeah. journalism um did you ever do something like this like a like a news anchor oh sure thing? yeah 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 so uh it was a two-year program broadcast journalism and in second year you have to declare whether you want to pursue tv or radio so you kind of sit with all of the instructors and then they say you're better suited for radio like look what at if your you face. said print <laughs> there was a they laugh out. <laughs> yeah uh you're Prince better suited for tv so some people were good at both i had offers to go into both i chose radio um because tv my very first uh newscast i got so flustered that i ended up ripping off my mic and leaving in tears so <laughs> wow uh, i told you sensitive sally i got flustered and it was like what was the stress reason? induced you, dyslexia was it i don't know just like like was it another person was it a bart-esque person or was it just it wasn't a it was actually internal. blow it up was, their spot right now <laughs> yeah let's put, just them, put on them on blast yeah um <laughs> we uh, we had to wear earpieces sure so everybody would try and 
like dick each other over by like whispering like jokes or being a dick and it was my very first one and they were just sound very professional no well you know it's a bunch of college kids sure was it going out broadcast anywhere no can uh, i find it to maybe to can we auto-tune the news to your (laughs) your blow up it might have been a practice one, but after right. that, I didn't get too many anchor positions after that. <laughs> I was really good with recording and then piece editing and then sure. piecing them together and um, having a news story. But when it came to live live TV, maybe it was just because I'm like, don't look at me. I'm a <laughs> troll person. And so I was like, radio, nobody has to know what I look like. So I chose radio. So a little bit of a broadcasting background and then I did work in radio for a year and then it's like hey you don't make any money in radio go figure I mean we started this whole project as a video uh, review show that's true and very quickly realized we have faces for radio so we uh, now (laughs) now I see two handsome gentlemen here you know that wasn't the case right (laughs) of course the real reason He's being generous I'm by making himself part of this. Oh. The real reason was I was so fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I really just didn't want to upload 35 minutes of video a week. Yeah. Because it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather be playing D&D. Sure. <laughs> At the time it was other stuff. Sure. I don't know. I was I probably I had Man. a No, I had a full-time job at the point. At that point, I was I was working as the education coordinator at the military, the military museums yeah. at that well, at, cool. at that point. So I was like, I was on my way to becoming a decent, like you know, middle class human being. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't happen, but you know. And then I stepped in. <laughs> but the whole point was, we I got really really. Um, bogged down in the actual editing and posting of it because it's so time consuming. And so we realized that a, this wasn't going to work with my schedule and B, we have more than 35 minutes to talk about. Right. (laughs) Like we have, we have more stuff that we want to say. Um, and so you can just do that here. And I always found radio more fun or I guess just not being on camera, silly voices, and you don't have to haul around. It's significantly lighter equipment yeah. than hauling around a giant camera. And yeah, I don't know. So I get it. I get yeah. why you chose to do a podcast over video. Yeah. Did you ever have to like read the news? Oh, sure. Yep. How? What's that like? <laughs> Is it like teleprompter? Is it? Uh, no, a script. Okay. So, so basically one one entire class in school is like how not to fuck up on radio. So it's uh-huh. like, don't pop your peas. Right. Of it's course. like posture yeah. precision. And I say that I've forgotten everything. Cause I'm sitting cross-legged <laughs> in a chair. You're supposed to sit with your feet flat. Sure. Don't swing around yeah, in your chair. Are. Don't like don't shimmy your papers around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't hit a snare drum <laughs> while you're recording. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I had had people listen to my news stories afterwards and they're like well that's not you and it's like you know how to turn it on yeah because this how i'm talking normally is not what i would be for the news you drop a register because everything's more serious when you're reading the news so Mm. oh right (laughs) 
you got to put the news voice on. They do it in this episode. They do. Yeah. They don't really drop the register, but they do have the cadence. Right. And that that was a bit exaggerated. I wouldn't actually <laughs> read like that. But everything ends on a down. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. There was a train wreck. Seven people died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they tell you, like, when you're on radio or a podcast, smile when you talk because <laughs> they can hear you smile. So that doesn't really work for TV because you're like, hi. <laughs> train derailed and right. 10 people yeah. died yeah for those listening i had a big shitty a big, big grin room. on my face well they could hear it they could hear it because yeah. when you smile you know i think that's why our show's so good because we uh we make each other laugh and we're smiling <laughs> I mean, a lot yeah you know that's good no one wants to listen to listen listen <laughs> sad yeah sad asshole podcast i mean I that's do, how actually. listen is spelt it's listen. true listen yeah. I, you know what i say <laughs> surprise so Wednesday instead of Wednesday, surprise. Oh right, yep. surprise. surprise. Yeah, surprising, surprising. Wednesday, library. That's, a, that's the Simpsons thing. <laughs> yeah, you looked at me like I was insane. I know. I'm quoting the show we do. What? <laughs> Romanticizing, etc. I remember. I can't learning... remember the whole speech. Okay. I wish I could. I'm How sorry. to spell success from the Simpsons? Mm, yeah, well, Bart's like singing on. S U C C E S S. Isn't he like is doing a dance? Did you also learn how to spell smart from The Simpsons? Because that's SMRT, wrong. man. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's on, uh, what is that? That's uh, Bart After Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because then he falls off the roof. Yeah. He does. Not very successful. No. But he thought he was. Stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb 10 year old. Well, so we didn't really dive into like our general thoughts on the episode. Greg did a bit. But Sorry. Jen, no, it's okay. Jen. Like what? How did you feel about this episode this time watching it? Um, overall, overall, bigger fan of plot B than plot A. Right, and uh, I'm into the crazy cat lady. <laughs> we have not talked about her. We have not. Uh, she's another disco stew for me. Um, should have only been in this episode. And definitely. really, yeah. There's characters that are introduced in the series in the golden years. I'd even say. That are one-off characters, and they're great. They're mm-hmm. very funny in the context of that. And then they hit well enough, I guess, that the writers are like, we should bring them back. Mm-hmm. And the diminishing returns every time. Mm-hmm. And Disco Stew's a big one for me, because that's like such a perfect joke in that episode. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back, and he's just like, hey, I'm, I like Disco. And you're like, okay. like <laughs> It's not funny on its own. <laughs> it's only funny right. because of the, the jacket. Um, that is supposed to say disco stud. <laughs> um, and then crazy cat ladies, same kind of thing. Like it's funny in this episode. Uh, it's missing a third beat, but it's still funny. Like the, the train part should have been the third beat. Um, I don't know what the second beat would have been, but she appears twice and rule. Of yeah. Three. It's absolutely yeah. missing a third beat. There's um, a couple things that fell flat for me. Like the whole Nelson armpit fart. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't, it's I not was funny. Like, silly. This. Yeah. Who is this catering to? If we're not, if we don't know how the kids like this show, yeah. then who is this for? Cause all of us just sat in silence. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean the joke there is just like him changing cameras. Sure. But I, I mean, I just, I never found armpit farts funny even as a kid personally. No. Um, it was yeah, because you couldn't do them. I think there was one bus uh, ride where I did. I think I I figured I, there was definitely that at first where I was like, I wish I could do that. And then I figured it out and I was like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. It like, hurts your weird. armpit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it 
I've done it. I will never be invited back because I'm talking about how it hurts the armpit to do an armpit fart. I will be leaving. Oh, I like that. That's great. Um, can Can I ask you something here? Yes. Um, have you noticed in as the as the show has gone on and probably m- most egregiously starting in season nine how? Springfield, despite the fact that the named cast, like and and like characters that we know, keeps expanding, the amount of people in the town feels smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, and I think that's a a remnant of uh, earlier in the in the run, they would just do generic uh, background characters. Yeah, right. And then as the show progresses and they built they flesh out the the supporting cast, anytime they need a crowd scene, they'll have a named character for all of them. They don't have any like unknown weirdo like regular looking people. And I can't stand that. I agree. I think it's I think it like while like they're doing they're they're doing something that is counterintuitive to what they're trying to do, which is expand their world, which yeah. fair enough, you it's a long running show, you want to do that. But by expanding your world that way, you're also constricting it so that's all the options we have. Yeah. There's there's a lot of great jokes in the golden years that have completely unknown weird unnamed characters yes um like two i can think of off the top of my head one is uh when they think the placebos are in this truck and they knock it over and all the bees fly out and the guy yeah. grabs a bee and eats it he goes i'm cured i mean ouch yeah like if they do that joke now it would be like lenny or you know like it would be a character we know yeah. but it works so well because it's just this weirdo <laughs> it's just nowhere. a springfieldian yeah uh and then the other one is in the bank where what the hell is my money doing in your house, Fred? Yeah, right. And even that is like starting to veer in the in the realm of like just being our named characters because they have Chalmers there, you know. Like it works funny, but there's enough like randos that we don't know, including Fred, yeah, <laughs> which works really well, obviously. Uh, that it's it it feels more lived in. Whereas, yeah, as soon as you start having crowd scenes where it's like, oh, I can name every single person in the crowd, it seems deserted. Yeah, like the it seems populated, but oddly. A ghost town at the same mm-hmm. time. Like these are just characters. There is no life outside of their frame of their moment because they all seem to gather at at the same time. One of the things I think that 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 saves the scene of in, in Hurricane Nettie where he does his blow up is the fact that just look for the happiest man in Springfield and then it pans Not to someone friends. we've never seen before. Thanks for looking. Yeah. Um and uh, and then it's like that's great. Yeah. We've never seen him before, and that makes his blow up at the end, uh, at the end of that sequence, um, work just fine for me because he's talking to all these people that we do know, but we know there's people there that we don't. Yeah. It's really that simple, and this is what I'm talking about when you get into this this episode that's just just exclusively people we know, except for the animal assistant guy with the mustache oh the the mojo yeah handler, and is the news lady does she pop up quite she's often? she's basically or, lindsay nagel yeah, yeah okay. I, I don't think she's named in this episode no. but it's it's the same design it's the voice same design and voice yeah. lindsay nagel yeah. who yeah. uh has she shown up yet 
officially? Does doesn't does she not show up until Funzo? Like officially, again, I think named. Yeah, I think maybe Funzo is when she gets named, but because she, she was also an itchy and scratching Poochie, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've seen this character model before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the only other real real uh, new character, as it were, is the the duck uh, pond guy, Bart's people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Again, it's just like. It just more, seems empty. More of that. It seems <laughs> empty for like yeah. for like a, a show that has so many characters. It seems empty, which is I don't know. Like it's a it it, it might also be a, a symptom of what we'll later see as one of the things that made Springfield feel so alive is when the guest characters that they introduced with get, like famous guest voices were playing characters not themselves so every time that a guest comes to springfield they are themselves now and they're like oh wow lady gaga or whatever um and they say it out loud and all of a sudden everything shrinks because it's Mm -hmm. this real world person and it's all going to be about them whereas like they used to be there in service of an episode instead of the episode in service of them and like we're starting to i i think this is the path to that in a lot of ways yeah and his best friend is a talking pie. What? <laughs> is that Ron Howard? Is it Ron Howard? Yeah, no, you yeah, got it. That's okay. right. nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, best shit. Best friend's a talking pie. Yeah. yeah. Howard, you've done it you've again. You've done it again. Gives him bags of money. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> uh, Academy Award winner. That's a couple it, times. I think that's season 10. I think we'll talk about that. Yeah, episode. we will. Um, we sure will. That is not also the Mel Gibson episode, is it? No, because oh, okay. that's the one with uh, Bassinger and uh, right. Um, okay, Baldwin. For some reason, they Alec Baldwin meld together in my brain. Yeah, um, I mean the Baldwin and the Gibson character designs are pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> um, is there anything else we want to say about this episode before we move on to? I think in general, I yeah, like the the episode just miss just misses the mark for me. It's yeah. not a, a horrible episode by any means, but yeah, the the unconnected B plot that's uh, arguably more interesting or at least more memorable um, that takes away from the main plot uh, and just the rivalry between Bart and Lisa just doesn't work that well. Um, I heard a lot of sighing from your end, so it's just like <sighs> that's a, like, yeah, Whoa. that's often a thing my reaction to characters being mean to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like it <laughs> unless it's very funny, in which case I laugh. Um, and sometimes it's funnier than others. I don't know. I, I've got a weird relationship with violence on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause sometimes like Bart hitting Homer in the back with a chair is like one of the funniest things ever. And then right. Homer throwing a beer bottle at Ned Flanders head is like just gross to me. Yeah. Right. So just a quick question. Yeah. What? How, in comparison, are there more episodes with A plot, B plot, or like all together, just one big hijink yeah, family I think, together? Yeah, I think Greg and I are on the same page that the best episodes are just one A plot. Right, and I um, I would be under that assumption yeah. too. But the, the episodes that have a B plot work best when it ties into the A plot in some way. Sure. Either in the climax or uh, thematically. Right. Uh, so, like this one, for example, you know, we don't really have any thematic connection to to it, mm-hmm. um, and plot-wise, they don't really converge ever. Uh, mm-hmm. The only real time that we mentioned while we were watching it is when the monkey's in Lisa's room randomly. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. It's a funny little bit. It's a funny bit. Like, ah. that, that's about it. Yeah. It's um, so fleeting. Laughing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, it's uh, the the worst episodes for me uh, are when yeah the a plot is undercut by the b plot. So the a plot is something I enjoy, and then mm-hmm. it cuts back to a different plot that is not good, mm-hmm. and that just like sours the whole episode for me. So yeah, good to know. Yeah, there's a there's a particular episode in the golden years that does it. It's Duffless. Yeah, um, Duffless is one of the more incoherent episodes of, of Give me the show. a quick close notes. Uh, it's where Homer stops drinking for a month. Oh, sure. Yeah, I but also there's a B-plot where Bart's a nerd. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Um, and none of them have anything to do with uh, each other, and it's uh, like the episode's all over the place. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of the very few Wait, episodes. Is that, that's not the Duffless where he's a nerd. Is Isn't it? it? I, think the, I think the nerd one is uh, Last Temptation of Homer because he comes home that one time uh, after he's with Mindy, mm-hmm. thinking that like ah that's like that's just a, a fantasy, and then he comes home and and Marge is, and Lisa's like I got fish sticks, but they're burnt on the outside and frozen on the inside. Right. And then uh, Marge has her shirt that's all messed up, and then Bart is, and he's and Bart's got his gunk in his hair, so he goes to pet Bart, and I'm pretty sure that like that's how I correlate that. Yeah, that sounds about right. But but Duffless does have a shitty B plot. I'm yes, to it does. It is. Um, it's the uh, can hamsters fly planes? It's um, oh, it's the science. It's, it's her science project. It's her science project, yeah. and I think that's worse. Is my is my brother dumber than a hamster? Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. Even, oh, I remember it's, that one too. The problem is, it's a better plot than the <laughs> actual plot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the actual plot of Duffless is like given such short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like considering how important that plot could be, mm-hmm. how interesting it could be, because Homer's a functional alcoholic, um, sure. it's given <laughs> 12 minutes of screen time. Um, that's it's, so less than half. It's it's pretty wild how, how much huh. they don't really touch on it. Um, yeah, so my bad. No, oh, that's fine. I just, I just like remember that scene very specifically where Homer yeah. comes home and that's where like the that B plot converges very briefly Yeah, where Homer's just like oh my son's a nerd <laughs> I think we brought that up in that episode yeah. too just being like look at that they tried <laughs> uh, <laughs> or they don't even try in Duffless yeah is the like and yeah and some of the worst episodes do the same thing where they just make no effort and yeah. it's just two separate stories are there stories. any writers that have like been there like just the whole whole time uh definitely not like the entire like Left and 30 seasons <laughs> but up to our time yeah now george meyer oh maybe and yeah. john schwartzwalder yeah he's still doing stuff isn't they're he? both still credited yeah as either consulting producers or whatever and sure. usually when they have but it's like definitely a, like out like a lot of writers will come in and out like they'll leave for a bit maybe try their make their own show and then maybe come back and yeah. stuff like that i mean algene and mike reese are the, mm-hmm. the big example because yeah. they they went to create the critic, uh, and they the did. Critic? Yeah, they're, they're the ones who did the yep. critic, right? Yeah, and they um, did. It was did. Uh, like I mean, mediocre hit, <laughs> critically um, acclaimed. Yeah, but they did a crossover episode with The Simpsons. Acclaimed, stinks. <laughs> of course, it everything stinks. stinks. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, fave joke time. Reference desk. Oh right. Uh, the episode title. Is a reference to early edition. Oh, that makes sense. Did you guys ever watch that show? No. Do you know what it is? New show? No, it was an old show. Er, no, n- news. Oh. Sorry. New show. 
news. It, yeah. Well, okay. So it's with Kyle Chandler. I don't know if you know. Oh, uh, Coach Taylor. Yeah. And he plays a man who mysteriously receives tomorrow's newspaper every morning. And he this was and a so TV it's, show? Yeah. And so he sees it and it's, you know, it'll be like, oh, man killed. And so he'll go and try and prevent it. Disasters from happening. So like my. Oh, he's he's a one man minority report. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The only other property that ever has done like premonitions. (laughs) Free crime. That's interesting. Yeah. I remember watching a couple episodes when I was a kid. I I really liked the premise. It was cool. Nope. Never heard of it. Me neither. Check it out. Early edition. Um, Kyle Kyle Chandler wasn't really on my radar for a long time. Until like, Friday Night Lights, right? I never watched it. What? No, never seen the movie, never watched the show. <laughs> that uh, show rules. You'd, you'd like the show. What was the J.J. Abrams movie? Um, Super 8. I was like, not 8mm, but that's where my brain's going. That's the Damn Nick close, Cage. though. That's the Nick Cage. <laughs> They're both referencing the same thing. <laughs> right. So that's the first time I think Kyle Chandler popped up for me. Oh, he's but. great in that movie. You seen I Game do Night? like him. I have seen Game Night. Game Night rules. Yeah. Have seen uh, Manchester by the Sea? Yes, I have. The movie sucks. The movie's f- f- fine. <laughs> I mean, fine I, I don't at, like it. Fine at best, pretty bad at worst. Have have some problems with Casey Affleck. I, me too. There's that scene with Michelle Williams where she's pretty good. How then, doesn't she have an Oscar? Then yet, leaves. Right? Then leaves the movie. Anyway, you were. Yeah, she does her Viola Davis scene. Yeah, yeah, no. she does. Her. That Here's is how what, you get an Oscar, guys. That's what it is. She, cry a lot. She comes in. She she cries. <laughs> yeah, but style. like Viola Davis commits to ugly no, cries. Course. Well, yeah, in in her movies, absolutely, and sure. especially in Fences. But like, I think what you're referencing is Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Specifically, where Viola Davis comes in, cries, gets for an Oscar scene. nomination yeah. for sure. one scene. Anyway, um, um, Glass Menagerie is the reference to the yeah. Itchy and Scratchy episode. Yep. Uh, a play by Tennessee Williams. By Tennessee. Williams, uh, Paul Harvey is referenced by Krusty the Clown. Yeah, he's again, got a segment. What the hell is his show? Uh, Write us in, Paul James. Harvey segment. Tell us what it is. <laughs> um, the Mattel and Mars <laughs> Chocobot Power Hour, of course, reference to Mattel, yep. the toy company, and Mars, the candy company. Yes, um, and also like kind of just a general reference to like Power Rangers or you know those kind of. I think the ones is like GI Joe and Transformers, yeah, particularly like there's a, there's where they like totally, start yeah. with the the toy line. Right, like that's that's the jumping off point yeah. is oh, the yeah. toys, and then we'll figure out we'll how create to, a show out of toys. Yeah. And quite foreshadowing because I remember seeing Transformers in the theater, and when one like. A Mountain Dew pop <laughs> yeah. container. There's an, X, there's an Xbox Transformer. There's like, a Mountain Dew. T- and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. Product placement, baby. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, Do you love Transformers? No. Oh, okay. I liked I, I liked the first one. I liked the Not first the one. I liked the first movie. Yeah, when I was when I was a child. You no, I meant the I meant well, the, the first Labeef. movie is from nineteen eighty. Let me explain. How dare you? Let me explain. I liked the first Transformers movie, and I love Transformers the movie. Okay? Yes. Um, I don't like any of the Michael Bay movies. Stan uh, Bush rules. I like the Transformers movie from 1980s, and I like Bumblebee. Bumblebee rules. Bumblebee's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Bumblebee is a great movie. And character, I'm like... Bumble, I need to finish the sentence. Bumble, Bumblebee is. Bumblebee is. Period. Bumblebee is. Um, you don't like one Michael Bay movie. Me? Yeah. I do. 
Oh, you said I don't like. I heard I don't like. Michael oh, any Bay. of the Michael Bay movies of the Transformers oh, series. Sorry, I was good. speaking we to the Transformers up. franchise. We all love The Rock, and I'm like, Rock rules. Yeah. Uh, the Island, I think, is actually really good. Yes. I like Pain and Gain. I haven't I, seen that one. I think that movie's a lot. Of, Made it halfway through. I think that's a weird, weird, weird movie, and it's a good movie. I think I might be wrong, but I, I've heard very good things about it yeah. uh, for, from people who are not Michael Bay stands. Yeah. So yeah. those are, uh, but like those three, I mm-hmm. think are the, I think those are the ones. Uh, uh, yeah. James Bond and Octopussy, of course. <laughs> yes, just one after another. Uh, Zork, you know what Zork is? No, Zork's an old PC game. adventure game. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So I didn't say Zork. <laughs> that's funny uh del monte we referenced uh the birds turn 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 ah yes is the song playing when he goes in the merry-go-round and then where have all the flowers gone i think the version by peter paul and mary i couldn't confirm but it sounded like it uh for the when bart does his version of that right on um this is a maybe a stretch but do you ever see the movie monkey shines no it's about mm-hmm. a guy guy who gets like paralyzed so he gets a helper monkey mm-hmm. and the monkey goes evil Oh, that's definitely a reference. To I feel this. like I feel yeah. like there's at least some tangential references yeah. in with uh, Mojo here. But. Gotta be. Is, I need to know bo- more about Monkey Shines. Monkey like, Shines horror movie. Oh yeah. How old? Uh, I want to say eighties. Let me just find Starring it. Starring anyone? Uh, yes, actually, I think there's some. Uh, yeah, 1988. Uh, so it stars. Never mind, Jason Beggy. Oh, I thought you were say Bateman. I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, Stanley Tucci's in it though, and not st- even top billing. And Stephen Root. Okay. Um, actually, Jason Beggy. I feel like I know him from something. Hold on, because he looks very familiar. Who directed Monkey Shines? Uh, sorry, I'm away from that now. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at someone else. Uh, who the hell is this guy? This guy looks so familiar. He's apparently in Thelma and Louise. Um. None of his, like, I feel like the thing I know him from is not going to be something that they list as a cool thing. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, boy. It must be TV. Oh, it's a George A. Romero movie. Oh, that makes some sense. Oh, right. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. The jigsaw fell into place, guys. Absolutely. Oh, he plays Peter McAllister in Home Alone 4. <laughs> wow great oh he's in a couple of those of veronica mars maybe that's why i recognize him from personally oh yeah probably. oh it's californication that's what it is he plays richard bates in california we got there did you we ever watch there. that show nope it was worth it like. we did it we got there yeah it was worth it david duchovny i do uh, like david duchovny though shall we do favorite joke uh oh one more reference sorry all right uh colonel Gaddafi. uh he's a libyan dictator i want to say like general <laughs> right and the end uh, the mattel chocolate bot thing they have colonel uh Katafi. ah cute <laughs> taffy's like yeah that's educational yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right favorite jokes everyone um i'll go first uh the old union pacific doesn't come around here anymore <laughs> blam and that holds really yeah. like for a really her, perfect her amount of time face to yeah. Her de- like yeah sad face Resigned. defeated and then having and then the cat, cat lady, lady is really funny nice button. Yeah. it's a really funny joke um jen would you like to go with your favorite joke i need a minute to think <laughs> all right uh well, i have a couple uh i think the burns one burns moment is very good where it's like did our did our plant kill all those ducks there's no no maybe about it sir <laughs> excellent excellent <laughs> 
That's great. Uh, very funny. And then I also really like the Bart reading the newspaper joke where you're like, the Supreme oh, Court. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and then let's see what Archie's up to. Hey, Jughead, did you hear the Supreme Court? Uh. <laughs> I think that's very funny. Mm-hmm. I might be with Alan here. I also, for some reason, the the Del Monte thing is sticking out in my head <laughs> because having met broadcasters and just, they all have a little bit of an inflated ego. Sure. And kind of complexes. So they'll take any piece of shit award they can get, even right. if it's from Del Monte. So mm-hmm. I, and I think it's, it's a little absurd. Um, and I like that because then there's just no other, they don't talk about it ever again. That and the the crazy cat lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's a funny bit. Really wish she, she was only in name. this. I know, and I don't. Do you know it? No, I don't. Go for it. I think it's Eleanor Abernathy. That's it. Yep, <laughs> that's it. I did know it. I did know it. Shit. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yep. That's the kind of shit that doesn't need to happen. Exactly. You know, Just like, crazy cat lady. Like, you don't need anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to even give... the fact that they have comic book guy like unnamed for the majority of the run <laughs> right is like fine like it's, it's fine. fine i also really laughed at abe saying he couldn't wait to eat the monkey <laughs> that's really funny because <laughs> i must have forgotten that joke before or it went over my head or wasn't paying attention but this time where he this monkey's gonna change my life i can't wait to get home and eat that, monkey. Eat that monkey like not what I was expecting. That I've, actually made me laugh pretty hard. It feels like such an afterthought joke. Right. It's so good. He's just going to leave his dad on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's so mean. What's Homer up to this week? <laughs> but also at the same time, I'm like, yeah, leave Abe on the side of the road. He's the worst. Uh, he made Elder Homer beats. this way. Mm, I mean, sure. Yeah. Um. Also, his mother abandoning him probably didn't help, but... yeah. You know, we, rich tapestry. we all got problems. So, <laughs> MVP. Uh, <laughs> Is it going to be Skinner? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's... Uh, I think it's Bart. I think it's still Bart. Yeah. Even though, like, you could argue that his, you know, his whole approach is, like, not ethical or... You know, like, there's there's... A discussion to be had about like what, he, but I think the fact that he, like, puts again like puts the effort in, you know, like he puts a lot of effort into doing yeah. what he's doing, and and succeeds, yeah. and like that's always like uh, I think a nice thing to see, yeah. Even if it's like you know he's exploiting people or whatever, but you know that's what again the satire of news culture like it, it works for that. Like you're not help you, you say you're helping them, you're not helping them, yeah. you're exploiting them. They're yeah. immediately forgotten once yeah. the people who are watching them get their uh quick fix of uh, catharsis and mm-hmm. then it's gone. And then they're, mm-hmm. they're tossed aside as usual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Bart. Good good choice. I'll I'm going to take Marge. Okay. On this cuz I don't actually think Homer's I don't like Homer in this episode. I think he's basically jerk ass. Yeah. Um, He's just lazy jerk ass. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think um, Marge plays a great, uh, plays the great straight character to his crazy antics mm-hmm. in, in in this scenario so well. And I think everything she does is funny. She makes the Mojo B plot palatable for me because she's acting like a, like a human being. And I usually find um, the straight characters 
um, more funny than the crazy characters in the in, in the comedic duo mm-hmm. setup. Um, and I just like her being like, I mommy's got to go get a tetanus shot. I don't have time to reassure right, you. Right. Um, and just like there's a monkey 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 and she just keeps trying to hit it with the like she's she's just very funny and all the little bits that she gets i I was gonna go with bart too oh very good yeah very good and just to reiterate reiterate alan's point of it's nice to see bart try yeah Mm -hmm. when he does try he usually succeeds at what he's trying at. and i mean he's a brat but Mm -hmm. he's got a good heart he does and he's funny Mm -hmm. he's funny in this episode which like is, I like his sports section. It, it's it's a good sports section. Yeah. It's fun. Sure. I, would, I honestly would have liked more of that. Me too. <laughs> That's the shit that I'm talking about. Like make it make it about his sensationalism, as you were saying, yeah. and make it divide the kids. Yeah. It this should have been. I hate to say it, but fucking South Park did it better. <laughs> there there is a South Park episode um, about this where it's like. The boys trying to do a, a, an honest to god news show versus uh, another kid in their class doing close up close up videos of dogs with a wide angle lens. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> like, like I'm the sold. like the satire is like for in South Park the satire is so obvious that it's usually like okay I get it and the episodes run out of steam before they're over. Mm-hmm. But this one is really, really funny. And they go to more and more extremes to try and get the rating. It's called The Quest for Ratings. That's the episode. All right. Um, and it shows how going up against dogs, videos of dogs close up with a wide-angle lens can ruin your news show. This is the kind of thing I'm, I am I would have wanted to You'll see. You'll always fail against dogs. You will. Yeah. 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 You can't win. You can't win. So you might as well do a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, all right. Well, that about does it for us here at the news. Sorry, two bad neighbors. Um, thank you so much, Jen, for for coming Thanks on. Thanks for and, having me and talking with us. I'm uh, glad the timing worked out this time. Me too. I got out of my hermit hole. Right on. <laughs> uh, and uh, Alan's going to tell you where you can uh, find us. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Bad Neighbors Pod or Two Bad Neighbors of Simpsons Podcast. Uh, you can email us at the Hammock District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can subscribe to our Patreon, Boathouse Studios, House Spelt the German Way. And uh, you can get access to our bonus content, including the aforementioned Westworld commentary. Uh, spoiler alert, it's a weird, weird movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw it for the first time while doing the commentary. Me too? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen it before. Allegedly, right. I don't. Re- do I didn't remember, remember it at all. It, yeah. Um, and then we're going to be doing a T two Judgment Day um, next for yeah. commentary. And uh, Simpsons D and D is going to launch soon too. So get ready for that. Yeah, we got to talk about that after we go off my- offline. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it won't launch soon. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna. Okay, I, we just need to schedule it. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks again for listening, everybody. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this one. Uh, we were off for a couple weeks, so that's why this one is a bit longer. Um, but uh, we'll be back next week with, uh, I believe, the hundredth episode of The Simpsons. Not us. <laughs> yeah, we already made it. We already did that. Yeah. But Trash of the Titans is next. 200th. That's 200th. 200th sorry. episode. Right. 100th was yeah. uh, earlier. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's how math works. That is how math works. <laughs> I know math. And uh, you all know math. And thanks for listening. Thanks to Jen. Keep watching the ski.